Welcome back to another episode of Talk 21. I'm David Vitti, and uh, we have my co-host, Sam Genoa. Good morning. And we have a special guest today, and he's been part of this group and our team for a lot of years, maybe plus 10. 10 years. 10 years, and he's been doing this for 20, and he is our preferred home inspector. And, um, and he's full of knowledge, not only uh, Toronto properties and more uh, urban properties, but he's really good at, uh, at rural properties and specializes in septic systems and wells and re- like talks about mold and remediation and all the tools he's got. So Mike, welcome. Thank you. Thanks for coming out today. And we really appreciate the time you put out. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Why did I become a home inspector? Um, it was a career change. Uh, I had a construction background. Um, been doing various types of construction work since I was about 16 years old. Uh, it just led into, you know, something that looked interesting. Um, did a lot of research into the, the business itself. Now, when I started it 20 years ago, home inspections was just on the cusp of becoming an active business in the real estate market. Right. Prior to that time period, your home inspector was your your uncle, your father, your parent, your right. cousin who worked in construction. Um, so it with my construction background and my willingness, I love working with people, helping people, educating them. So it seemed like a good fit. So right. I took all of my appropriate courses uh, and then have continued to expand that over the years. Um, and that's how I got into home inspections. Awesome. Um, it, you know, like any other new startup business, cause I started it from scratch. I didn't buy into a franchise or anything, you know, that growing pain in the initial period. First five years. Uh, no, I was lucky enough. It took me about eight months. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> and basically after that, it was pretty steady and the business itself has been very fortunate and we continue to grow year over year over year. To the point now, I've probably completed more than 10,000 home inspections. Wow. Oh. Okay. Is it just home inspections you do, or is there anything else? Over the year, well, I started off as straight home buyer home inspections, and my business, along with the industry, it, I mean, we've progressed it to keep it diversified. We do home inspections for people buying, and then we also do the market change a little bit and over time that we start doing more and more uh, pre-listing or pre-sale inspections. Right. Then other things came along where I was asked about commercial properties and took all my appropriate certifications, started doing uh, commercial inspections. And then environmental, you kept on coming into areas that were, quote, suspected mold or you thought there might be a mold issue and we had to call someone else in. And I thought, well, I'm here. So I went out and got all my certifications on mold inspections and, wow. and stuff like that. You're like a one-stop shop. Yeah. You, you can do it all. It's yeah. not like, okay, we got to call a remediator to come in or someone to, yeah. to do inspect the inspection, it, yeah. which you do. Um, and then obviously, based on what you find, you can you know decide on what needs to be done. And it's interesting how you have the back. The bank has also has these. So you have, uh, you're a man of many, uh, many trades, many, uh, you know, uh, yeah, at this point, it's uh, one man and not enough hours in the day at times. So are you still alone? You're working by yourself? Um, on the inspection side, yes. Uh, over the years, I've had one gentleman that 
was a very good inspector. He used to work with me, but uh, he retired and oh. moved down east. Um, I've had a few other people try to come on board. Um, the biggest thing, and you guys know, because uh, we've worked together, that as the business owner, um, my biggest concern isn't so much the knowledge that some of these guys in the business do have because a lot of people up there have very very good knowledge and how to do a good inspection yeah um my biggest downfall with a lot of them is their ability to communicate their findings and relate to your clients um how much of a concern that the you know their findings may or may not be and my biggest problem is I either can't communicate it clearly enough or properly enough, or they get influenced by the condition that they find um, that it can sometimes lead to scaring off somebody right. thinking it's a, a more, more of an issue than it really is. That's what I, that's what I like about you because you know, inspectors are very knowledgeable, but it's not only about it's not only about uh, discovering things because there's no perfect home, whether it's a oh. new one, whether it's a new one or an older one. There's always deficiencies. That's always. one thing, and it's it's a, you do it in a way that's very tactful. It's more an educational process to the buyers or or sellers when you're doing mm -hmm. a pre-listing. And I feel like you kind of you kind of uh, specify the the, uh, the 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 deficiencies, and then you go ahead and give solutions. And it's not to intimidate or scare them. It's just to say, look, everything's fixable. Uh, you know, we're spending million dollars plus, plus, plus. If if it needs like a furnace or maybe a roof, and then these are not reasons to walk away from a deal. They're to be knowledgeable and to be aware of these are upcoming costs. And mm -hmm. we're able to like they were able to go away. And you know, you're not quoting any jobs, but you could tell them, look talk to a roofing guy, talk to a furnace guy, but this yeah. is what I'm suspecting. Mm -hmm. And it's been really good. We always we always walk away and the takeaway with all my clients is that, wow, that was really insightful. Like yeah. that, it wasn't just the inspection, it was a bit a bit of a learning for their new home possibly, or like so they know where things are and how to address them, right? Mm -hmm. So it's been it's been really good. It's been good through the years and, and that's why we keep calling you. Yeah, yeah, and you use special tools too, which I'm sure everybody's <laughs> catching on to that now, but what you were these, probably- What are these special tools? Well, he will, I, I think, I mean, well, the, big, the biggest one in today's market with um, realtors, uh, you know, or and or buyers as they're becoming more and more educated is do you have thermal imaging technology? Yeah. Right. And yes, I do. Um, I've been using thermal imaging technology since like 2009. Um, the cost of the cameras back then were a true investment into your right. business, okay, yep. into my business. Um, and over the years, the cost of that has come down like any other, anything else. It's one thing to go out and buy a camera and, you know, go around and scan everything. And it's another thing to actually have a certification to say, oh yeah, I actually know what this camera is telling me. Right. Yeah. And that's the thing because, you know, the, that these are called latent defects when we're yeah. looking at, when we're looking at basements that might be have some mold or we suspect mold moisture you yeah because of the moisture yeah. some a lot of what a lot of basements are wet and so when you go in there with that camera that's my to me the biggest asset because we're trying to protect our clients and the latent defects are not even homeowners know sometimes oh so, yeah you have like a checklist you go through 
Because I feel you do you do the same for all of my inspections. Well, that's that's the key. Is my inspections are the same every time, every house doesn't matter how big, how small, how new, how old. It's the exact same, and that's the key part of what I do is the process. So if you're consistent with it, my results are always going to be consistent. Right. Sometimes you have to. Well, I do explain to people when I do do it in an inspection form. There is definite limitations that can present themselves during any type of season. Winter is a little bit more restrictive, especially in Canada. Uh, we have this thing called snow <laughs> and cold weather. So, you know, reviewing a roof, you know. Yeah, I was uh, gonna say, even on a day like today, right? If you had to do an inspection, it's it's difficult to see because it's covered in snow. Yeah, it, once, once the roofs are covered in snow, they're covered in snow. So reviewing the exterior, the roof covering and that aspect of it, um, it's what are we looking for? We're looking for the age and the condition of the roof. Okay. If you really want to know if there's been a problem or an ongoing problem of the roof, honestly, you have to check the attic. Yeah. So it's not just the top side. You've got to look underneath of that because the sheathing that's up there that all the shingles are attached to, that's your history. Cause there's old water marks, new water marks, signs of ongoing problems so you can tell more about the roof from checking the attic than you actually can on the shingle right what people don't realize the you can use the mini drones and you don't require a drone license drone pilot license to use a larger drone which is going to give you a bigger picture and a better view of what's going on they all require uh, a drone pilot license and if you actually go through all the legislation and the rules and regulations, there is all kinds of them. Limitations. Very, very limitations. Um, even to the point where flying a drone near a helipad for like near a hospital or something. Yeah. You may have to get special permission to fly it that day. Drones are also limited to weather condition. So. Yeah. Um, it's technology I've looked into. I'm still considering. But at this time, no, we still don't use it. But you can, I mean, you just get your ladder and walk up. Yeah. Yeah. Or you always, one thing is you always, always, always inspect the addict. Yeah. Yeah. So he always. goes in there, tough sp tough spots, spaces, very small. I'm like, I don't know how you're going to get in there. Yeah. He's like, let's remove the clothes. And he fits himself in there yeah. and, and that, he does his report. That, that leads me to interesting stories. Have you oh. seen any crazy oh, yeah. things? Oh, I, I would love to know from an inspector where you're every corner, you're following it. Oh God! One, maybe just one story. Yeah, I was gonna say you guys haven't got enough time <laughs> for crazy stories. Let's see. We'll talk about attic story. Uh, I've got two that are I always still chuckle about over these years. Uh, the first one is actually a property here in Toronto. We we're walking around the outside, and the first thing you noticed is while you're inspecting the outside, a piece of the soffit is missing. Okay, which is an access point into your attic from the outside so it lends itself to four-legged friends yeah that like to get up into your attic i.e your squirrels chickmunks right. raccoons uh the house had been we'll call it a toronto house so it'd been frankenstein so things have been changed and moved and changed around the attic hatch was actually in the middle of the bathroom and old school they used to do a drop down over top of the tub on the ceiling right so in the attic, that area actually drops down a little bit. So here I open up this attic hatch and I look to my left and I turn around and I come back around the other side and 
looking all the way around, I get back to the very front where the bathtub is, where the drop down is. And there's a mother skunk with five cubs sleeping. They are oh, less boy. than four feet away from me. Thankfully, they were sleeping. Wow. I immediately came back down and closed the hatch. I said, well, that's pretty well the end of your attic inspection because mama skunk and the babies are right there and I am not about to disturb them. No, exactly. So the client looks at me and says, oh, well, if they're right there, can you at least get me a picture of them? And I thought, I only got to lift the hatch, stick my hand up there with the camera, I know where they are, and take the picture. So as I start to lift up the hatch, I hear the mom get up, and I went, nope. <laughs> and I closed well, the hatch and walked yes. away. A lot of times when you go to look in the attic, a lot of people will say to me, well, if you find anything up there, let me know. And if there's any gold or treasures, please. I say, well... If there's gold or treasures, you're never going to know because that's mine because yeah. I found it. <laughs> so I go into this one house and this uh, oh, young lad, he had been 14, maybe 15 years old. He had a catch was in his bedroom. And I come in and I go, okay. And he goes, what's going on? I said, well, because I've got a ladder to get up into the attic. He says, well, I just got to go check the attic for a minute. And he sheepishly looks at me and goes, oh, Okay. And he goes and sits back down at his desk. I open the attic hatch, and of course, I come down, and I look at him, and I smile, and I leave. And I say, thank you very much. And he just looked at me a little bit weird. He had a um, collection of adult magazines he was hiding up in the attic from his parents. And they were right by the hatch. As soon as you open it, you've seen them right away. It wasn't hard to see. Yeah, that's, that's a cool story. That's a cool story. Well, we'll get to the end of this one. And Mike, we really want to thank you for uh, joining us today. You're always a wealth of information and the stories are really insightful because uh, we kind of get together and we kind of rip through these inspections mm -hmm. and we don't have time to chit chat. But again, thank you so much. And you're not on Instagram or the socials like we are, mm -hmm. but where can they Great. find you? Tell us. Your, tell us your the company and your phone number and where we can find you. Okay. Well, first of all, guys, it's always a pleasure working with both of you and helping your clients. I really do appreciate that. Absolutely. Um, you're right. Social is not a big part of my business. Hasn't been since forever. Well, until today. But until until today. today. Well, we'll see what happens with it, right? <laughs> um, but we do actually have that thing called a website. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and it's located at the company name. It's citywidehomeinspectors.com. Um, so I can be reached there. Our phone numbers are on every page. So it's easy enough to reach me, uh, by phone, by text, email, the whole nine yards. That all works. Perfect. Perfect. Okay. So and again. again, this is Mike Fournier from Citywide. Citywide. Thanks yeah. again. My we're pleasure, guys. And we're happy to have you on again later down the road. No problem. And I'm your host, David Vitti. Signing I'm off. Genova. I'm Genova. You can find me at Sam Genova Real Estate. And Dave? I'm at... C21 Fine Living Realty. Yes, we got it. We'll see them next time. See you next time. Yay, Mike! <laughs>